You know, Bible says that uh, many are called, but few are selected. Many, a bunch, are called, but only few. So it's only few are selected out of a lot that are being called. And this morning, as Elder Dan already said, we are going to, I'm going to introduce to you the beginning of the life app, which is the book of James that we are going to study for these few coming weeks. So I would like each of every one of you, I will encourage each of every one of you to continue to read the book of James so that you can capture the information the moment the pastor stands on the pulpit to present it to us. And without much ado, shall we all bow down our heads for a prayer. Father, in your name, I am committing myself in your hands humbly as your servant first of all to tell you that we are sinners and we have sinned against thee and your word says that if we confess our sins you are faithful and just to forgive us and to lead us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness at this moment we have come to you as sinners to listen to your word and I'm asking you to guide us in the realms of the spirit, even as we move closer to you, we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall we please turn our Bibles to the book of James? James chapter 1, if you wouldn't mind. James chapter 1. And I'm reading from verse number 1. To verse 12. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings, trials, and temptation. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produce, produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be matured and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding faults. And it will give, it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable. In all they do. Believers. In humble circumstances. Ought to take pride. In their high position. 
but the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a wild flower for the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant its blossom fall and its beauty is destroyed in the same way the rich will fade away even while they go about their business blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test that person will receive the crown of life that the lord has promised to those who loved him and that was the writings of james the letter that james presented or james wrote to the christian jews and when we compare the letter of james and also the letter of apostle paul there is quite a difference in those letters james was trying to address those who were already believers that were scattered abroad and james mentioned in his letter that the 12 tribes and those 12 tribes they were the christian jews that out of confusion on their land out of misunderstanding on their land they are scattered abroad all over globally and those are the people james was uh, james wrote this letter to so that they can continue to cleave to the lord they will continue to be in the lord and james mentioned several things to encourage them in this letter and those are some of the things we are going to look at and before we take off on this message i would like us to know the specific james who wrote this particular letter because in the new testament we have roughly about four james that were mentioned and i would like us to quickly look at those, uh, those james so that we can tailor our message of james to that particular james whom the scholars thoughts wrote this uh, uh, this book of james so in the first one we have james the son of zebedee a brother of john and this james was a fisherman and we can see this in matthew chapter 4 verse 17 through 22 together with john they were nicknamed bonages which means son of thunder because they are because of their impulsive uh, impulsiveness they wanted to call down fire from heaven on Samar samaritan village that did not welcome jesus you can find this story in luke 9 and 54. and in a nutshell this very james was killed by king herod in 44 AD and we can find this literature 
in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 12, from verse 1 to, to 2. And that will give you, will substantiate that particular James. So this initially declares that this, this James, the son of Zebedee, is not a writer of this book of James. So that was cancelled out. And another James, James the son of Alphaeus. And Alphaeus was also an apostle. But very little was known about this James. And there is no indication that this James wrote the epistle of James. So we cancel this also out. He's not a writer. Based on what scholars taught. The third James, the father of Judas, he is even more obscure. One of the few references to, to him is in the book of Luke. So that implies that much is not known about this James, or much is not written about this James. And the fourth James is James, the brother of our Lord. And this was a particular James that scholars taught wrote the book of what? Of James. So as we will be taking off with the book of James, our studies, much of our focus should be on James, the brother of Jesus, as the writer of the book of what? James. But one thing about this James was also that James, the brother of Jesus, was first an enemy to Jesus himself. He doesn't like him. But he became a friend of Jesus, or, or he has taken over the mantle after the resurrection of what? Of Christ. That is where he became more involved in the things of what? Of God. Or more involved in ministry. And Bible tells us that this James, the brother of Jesus, was a prayerful person. Highly prayerful. And he was much involved with the church in what? In Jerusalem. And as a result of prayerfulness, I think he's been kneeling down a lot during his prayer. So his knees became so hard. So that is one way that they identify him. He has cows on his knees because of his prayerfulness. Get down on his knees. So now that we have known much about this James, and also we cannot decipher the James who wrote this particular book, being the brother of Jesus. And I've already mentioned that James, the brother of Jesus, wrote this letter to the 12 tribes that were scattered abroad. abroad. <clears throat> the Jewish, the Christian Jews, just to encourage them. Now that we have known this, I would like us to get more involved into the information James was trying to give to us in his letter. 
And if we are talking about scattering abroad, we are also part of it. Now it is our turn to know the information that James is trying to bring to us, not to somebody else, to us, to me, to you. Because we have already accepted Jesus as our personal Savior and Lord. And there is a little song that says that I have decided to follow what? Jesus. And no turning what? Back. No turning back. So this is what James is trying to implement in his writing. That since we have made this decision, what are the tools, the implements that will help us to be strong in our in the journey? Because it's a journey of what? Of the giants. Spiritual giants. That is what we're talking about. A journey of what? Spiritual giants. So that we will not fall. So now we, I have some points that I extracted from the book of what? James. And I extracted four key points that I would like us to talk about in this message. The key to turning trial into triumph is to obey the four imperatives. So these are the four imperatives that I brought out out of the book of what? Of James. These are the critical points from our first 12 studies. Consider or count. Know. Let's. And also what? Ask. Consider pure pure joy when you face trials of many kinds and that was how James started this letter that we should consider it pure when you face trials of many kinds and, and James was using a word in there when not if because if based on what I've known my little English is what is a conditional word, a statement. It is condition. But this when, oh, oh yes, it is never a condition. So consider it pure when you face or encounter many kinds of trials. This is because Christians must expect trials. We must expect trials in this Christian journey. Different kind of trials. And as our elder, Tread already said in the communion section, trials comes in many forms. It could be in form of flood that will take over all your property. In form of fire that will take over all your property. Something that you have toiled for. It could also be in form of sickness. Health issues. That probably we believers face. Other trials... 
could also be a form of simply because you are a believer. People will hate you for it. Do you believe that point that I've made? Just simply because you are a believer, people will hate you. You are following Christ. You, they will hate you for no reason. And it is also a trial that we go through. And they will start mentioning to you, he is even a Christian. And look at the way that he is behaving. The Bible says that by their fruits, ye shall what? Know them. Those around us will know us based on the fruits that we bear. That is why they will make some comments. If they feel that we are not behaving like what? Like Christians. But James was trying to tell us that we should consider it pure joy when we are going through, through these trials and tribulations. How can you consider it a joy? You know, it is mind-bordering. You are going through suffering, painful things, your health, your money, your finances. But James is advising that we should what? Consider it what? Pure joy. It should just be a joy and nothing else. Don't hate those who think you are not a Christian. James said that consider it what? Pure joy when we are traveling or moving through this trial. So one key point that I wanted to bring out is if we are going through trials, we have to be thankful. All what we need to do is to thank God. Be thankful that we are going through these trials. Because many, those who have gone ahead of us, they have gone through this. Abraham, Job, Daniel, Samson, whoever we can mention in the Bible, they have gone through these trials. But upon all these trials, they were very thankful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That should be our message. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm going through this. Thank you, Jesus. And how do we thank him? By getting on our knees. Telling him that, Lord, this is where I am. I have hit the mountain, the roadblock. There is nowhere to go. I need you in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Trials. Hitting a roadblock that you don't know what to do in your life. Because even if you communicate it with people, they will even discourage you. So you keep it. And say that, thank you, Jesus. So that is a key point of turning what? Trials into what? Into triumph. And another area that I wanted to mention is know that the testing of your faith produces what? Perseverance. The right knowledge regarding the value of trial allows 
it's possible to know a joyful attitude. We must understand that trials test our faith to measure its genuineness. Trials, it is a faith, faith tester. It is testing our faith. You know, when we take just a little piece of the book of Daniel in the Old Testament, we know that Daniel, when he was in exile, he loves God so much. And when King Darius passed out the law, that everyone on that land should bow down and serve the idols, Daniel decided, no, I will just serve what? My Lord. It is only my God that I will serve. But see what happened to Daniel. He was thrown into the lion's word then. And see the redeeming power of God. Daniel was in that lion's den. And all Daniel was saying was that, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because I know my Redeemer liveth. Thank you, Jesus. What happened? They went home, came back, and saw that Daniel was still what? In the Daniel's what? In the lion's what? Then, not even a single harm to Daniel. They told him to come out. Have you seen a triumph for trusting what? God. That is triumph. Even a little one, Abraham, to mention. Job, to mention. Those are the typical, the giant examples when they are talking, talking about we can mention in the book. And those are the examples we have to follow. Those are the samples we have to what? Replicate. When we look at purely a story of Job, Job went through a lot. Do you know that? Job. Job lost his assets, lost his family, lost his seven sons and three daughters. And even the servants that Job had, he lost everything. Book of Job. But Job continued to, to live, continued to trust in God. He did not curse God. He did, he, he did some curses though, but he repented at the end. But we will get into this Job story alongside if we have much time. Simply put, faith tested developed perseverance. Faith that is tested it develops what? Perseverance. And if we are talking about perseverance it's steadfastness in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 5 3 to 4 that not only so 
but we also glorify in our sufferings because he knows that suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope perseverance In the Bible, patience is not a passive acceptance. The Greek word for patience is humopon. Humopon from the preposition hupo, H-U-P-O, meaning under and meno, meaning remain to abide. So if you are going through trials, if you are going through trials, the word of God is encouraging us just to remain in that trials. And how do we remain in the trials? Through prayer. Asking God for his directions. Remaining in the trial because you have already made that decision and you don't want to turn back anymore. So, this is what James was try telling us to be patient during our trial and go through it. Just be patient in the trial. I've mentioned Job in the beginning or somewhere along the line. And when Job lost all his assets, everything that he has, he continued to remain. He continued to persevere. He did not say that, you, God, you are no longer my God. Job continued to persist. And do you know what even happened? In his second trial, when he had all these boys, bruises all over his body. Do you know what the wife told him? The wife said, that just curse God and die. Curse God and die. It's just like simply, Jill is telling Dave Dan, our elder, that Dave, curse God and die. Where Dave was going through all this tribulation. It's just like Mrs. Goldfish is telling Mr. Goldfish that curse God and die. And it's just like Miss Vicky is telling what? Uh, uh, Dan Higgins that Dan curse God and die. Let's clap for them. Those are our eldest wives. <laughs> Amen. Good. Now let's go to the, our next point. Let patience have its perfect work. To truly convert trial into triumph, we must let patience do its work. Too often, too often we wanted to get our trials or difficulties over with quickly. Do you know that 
some of these trials that comes on our way, we just want to hear, Lord, I want to get out of this. I just want to get out of this. But James is telling us that we should be patient and let God himself take control in this situation. And also instead of grumbling, you know that we grumble, we murmur. Why am I going through this? God did not love me. But James is telling us that in this section of trials, it is not a time to grumble. It is a time to get on your knees and ask God that take this away from me. Make a different way. If it is sickness that you are going through, the word of God is telling us that it is not time to grumble. It is time to tell God that Lord, heal me. Because the word of God says, or even a, a song says, that I am the Lord. That he lets thee. I sent my words to heal your disease. I am the Lord that he lets thee. He's giving us, the Lord is giving us that assurance that no matter how the condition, no matter how the situation, he will what? Heal you. No matter what you are going, we are going through. In this Christian faith and Christian journey, he is there with us. He said that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Did you hear that before in the Bible? I won't leave you nor forsake you. So even in that sickness, he is with you. He doesn't go far from you. In that trouble, that issues... And one thing about every one of us, we all have it. We have a story to tell. If I want to tell you my story, maybe it will be from morning to evening. I will not even finish. But all that we do is to leave it in the hands of what? Of God. And somebody may say that what story did prosper to have? I have a whole lot to tell. Praise the Lord. I'll be so joyful and happier and even happier, more and even happier, if somebody can call me what? Dad. And those are some of the troubles that they are talking about. Amen. We all have a story to tell. You are not alone. That is why James mentioned this global, the 12 tribes all over, scattered all abroad. Believers, I want to encourage you that God is in control. God is always is in control of, of our, over our life. And now that we are Christians, we have accepted Jesus Christ from the beginning, from our early onset. The Lord is not expecting us 
to be babies. He's expecting us to grow up, to be mature, maturity. Just like an example of Job. Job was mature. Job knows that all these trials that he was going through, it is nothing but what? Temporal. It is never permanent. What you are going through, brothers and sisters, this afternoon, the Spirit of God is telling you that it is what? Temporal. What we are going through. Now look at the sample of Abraham and Sarah. Abraham had Isaac at the age of what? A hundred. When Sarah was what? Ninety years old. So that tells you that from the day of their birth to that age, all they do is to get on their knees. Since they have made the decision, they have already decided to follow what? Jesus. Our Lord and Savior. Getting into the other point that I have is asking, let him ask. Asking is very important. Asking. James mentioned that. That we should ask. James mentioned it. That we should ask. And he put away that if we lack wisdom, if we lack wisdom, we should ask for what? For wisdom. If we lack wisdom, we should ask wisdom. For wisdom. And we know about King Solomon. When Solomon was made a king, a very young king, he doesn't know what to do because he came across these elders who knows much. And that is where Solomon asked God, that Lord, give me that descending heart to lead your people. And what did God do? God what? Gave Solomon wisdom. Then probably we are not asking. That is why we are not receiving. Because if we ask, the Lord will surely give it to us. And how do we ask? Through our prayers. Getting on our knees. Just like James. Who was a deep prayer. A prayer warrior. Asking is very relevant. And not only asking. The Bible says that if you ask, we must what believe. You are asking, you have to believe that God will surely what? Give it to you. God will give it to us. So believing is also very critical in our Christian what? Journey. In this faith journey. We can't just be asking. We have to be believing and believe that God will what? Give to us. And focusing. Bible says, what did James say? 
that if we are not focusing it will just be like we are being tossed by the waves here and there that is what james mentioned so focus is very key very important very relevant in this race focus is very relevant because a double-minded person can never receive anything from god's kingdom if you are double-minded oh can this be oh yes no yeah this is how it is oh you are thinking here and there but the spirit of god says that we should always be focused and that is why christ is died on that cross of calvary for me and you so if you don't know where to turn to just focus on him on that calvary cross and see his bruises and the blood that he oozes on our behalf so that you and me will be saved so that you and me will be fortified to move in this spiritual journey because we have made a decision and no turning back we've made a decision and no turning where are you turning to Take my, me as an example. If I turn, then I'm going to serve idols. I'm going to worship idols. Because that is where my great-great-grandparents believed in. But you and me, we just want to be focused. So that Christ will bring all the good things that he has endowed in us. Outside. So that we can help the world. And bring the world closer to him. If you know that we are in our midst today, that you wanted to reaffirm your faith, this is the time to get involved in the book of James. To reaffirm your faith. That Lord, I'm ready. I want to move forward. Shall we please bow down our heads for a prayer? Father, we just want to thank you for today's message. For what you have done for us today. We are asking you to open our minds, our understanding to know you more and more. We thank you. We give you all the praise. Shall we all say amen?